Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and special guest co-hosts in the studio today only, the Frazier Hughes Experience. Welcome to the Great People Show, Frazier. Thank you. I was hoping he would introduce you as J.J. Watt from the Houston Texans. You know, I'm pretty sick of hearing that in my life. I got to tell you, it was either J.J. Reddick when I was in Roanoke or J.J. Watt and uh, whatever. Hey, I mean, b- both of them are very relevant one of, one of these da- One of these days, someone, they're, they're going to introduce themselves to someone and they'll be like, oh, you host the Great People Show. And he's like, no, actually, I play in the NFL. <laughs> or actually, I'm an NBA player. Like, yeah. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, how would you like to grow up hearing, hey, Frazier, like the TV show? <laughs> well, you're past that now. That yeah, show's way, old. way so, past that. Um, whether you're listening to us on live radio at 97.7 FM in Richmond, Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash Great People Show, or an Apple podcast, please hit subscribe when you get there. Thank you for being here and allowing us to be part of your journey. You can get every show on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. Every show we deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspiration for a life of significance in serving others because true greatness is serving others. And I am so delighted to have you on the show, Frazier. Frazier, I'm just, I hope I don't spend the whole show just introducing you because it's, it's this massive resume that you gave me. You've been on every radio station in North America with your talent at some point. Uh, Frazier and I actually went to high school together. We went to high school. Frazier worked with me for about a year and a half in Dale Carnegie, in which we totally dominated the world, and uh, we were able to stay out of jail. That was Remember pretty Remember our, our YouTubes? We don't edit our oh, videos. Oh, let's not get into that. Yeah, if you go to YouTube right now and Google either my name, that's why I'm, that's why I'm actually doing the show, so that we can put the videos on YouTube, uh-huh. and uh, it drowns out the other ones in the search results. Um, how's that? You need a towel? Well, I just spill water on my lap. you have lap. a drinking problem? Um, actually I do. And, uh, yeah. So Frazier and I started our media debut about 10 years ago on YouTube before YouTube was cool with all the kids. Yeah. And, um, we've just stayed in touch and, uh, you're, you're one of the wildest, um, most heartfelt guys I've, I've ever met. You're very insightful. You love radio. You do topics. So Frazier, just in, in about three seconds, tell the world who you are. <laughs> I'm the Frazier. He's experienced. <laughs> Thanks, Frazier. We appreciate it. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Just tell us who you are, Frazier. Wow. Well, you know what? I, I'm, I, I'd like to say that I'm a pretty cheerful, positive, upbeat, funny guy. I like to have a lot of fun. I like to, you know, my mom said, Hey, Frazier started singing to himself when he was five years old. I sing all the time. I oh. sing at work. You can, know? I, can I interrupt your, your sure. self-introduction? Just the other, I told Sam that you were going to co-host my show. She just looked at me. She said, you're a completely different person when you're around him. I was like, in, in what way? She goes, you're just kind of like off the chain. You're not even like that around the kids. I'm like, he just inspires me to sing. Yeah. I still sing in the shower some of the songs that you taught me. That's good. Yeah. I, I sing to, you know, I sing to my uh, little baby every morning. Yeah. And I was like, if I could have a camera on me every morning when I sang a song to him, I'd make millions of dollars because all these songs come into my head. You could. Oh, I mean, you should, man. Songs are in my head all the it's time. The, it's the new wave. It's the new wave of um, of getting yourself out there. Is is What do they call that? Life casting? I guess. It's called life casting. Yeah. Where you literally cast your whole life. In a way, that's 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 kind of our, our topic because there's a lot of people out there that are um, casting their life in a completely different way. Uh, today's topic is about starting over in life. And it's your fault that we're talking about this. Okay. Because when I asked Fraser to be a guest co-host... He drove all the way from Roanoke to be here, and 
it was his choice of topic. Why did you choose the topic? Well, I feel like I've had to start over a handful of times. <laughs> a handful? Yeah. <laughs> a couple times. Really, really. I mean, especially like where I am today. Yeah. And, um, you know, and what I'm doing for a living. You know, I had no idea. You don't yeah. know where you're going. You don't know what's going to happen to you. Um, I mean, your life could change on, you know, just any minute. And it should. I really believe it should. In fact, um, let's just dive into this topic. We, we've all had defining moments in our life. They've defined us in a positive way, and they've defined us in a negative way. In either case, they have defined who you are today. Did the reality of those situations turn on the light in a dark world, or did it turn it off? Starting over can be horrible. Sometimes it's your decision, the result of a poor decision, or maybe not your decision at all. It can be life-changing, life-altering, redirect. Uh, what what is it what is it like to completely lose or dump everything and start over? My first reaction is I never want to find that out. My second reaction is this is life and that may not be my choice. And I pray that if it does happen, it's completely designed to help me find my significance in this world. Fraser, what has been the moment where you felt like you had to start all over? I know you've had many, but what about the moment? Well, I guess you know I, I can I can if you want me to be really be honest, be blunt and honest. Yeah, the the first when I really had to start. He's got over, his finger on the beat button over there, by the way, in case it gets really too <laughs> too descript. Well, you know, I'd say probably in my thirties, you know, I had it planned out. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have children, and then my wife and I split up. Mm. Next thing you know, I'm a single dad, and then I end up having a child with somebody else, and I, that was not planned, mm-hmm. right? I, I did none, not, none, none I did, of it was planned. I, none of that was planned mm. like that. And then I was—I really had to start over. I, yeah. I had a one, you know, and I'm still still changing. I had to grow up as an individual. I mean, I was a selfish, narcissistic, self-centered jerk. Did you see yourself that way at the no, time? No, I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like you, a lot of people don't know who they are. They, they'll never know who they are their, their entire lives. You know, they're just kind of— you know, going through the shuffle, but do you believe that most people die not knowing who they really were? I'd say probably ninety percent of our population. Ninety percent. Yeah, you think maybe the numbers 80. that high. Oh why, yeah. Why do you think that? Why do you think it's that high? <laughs> I think because we grow up and you know, we're some people are taught by their parents. Okay, you're going to get a job. You're going to go to school. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a job. You're going to make enough money, you know, to support your family. You're going to get into this home. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. And you're going to have good times doing this, that, and a lot of people just don't even don't even know how to cope. They don't know who they are. It's mm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the point where you feel a lot of people think it's too late to make the change. I think so too. Um, that, yeah, that's a good point. Is it too late to make the change? I think it gets do, harder do the they, older you do get. They think, yeah, do most people think? And what do you, I'm curious. What do you think is about the age where most people think? It's too late to make the change. I'm I'm kind of stuck with where I'm at. I'm stuck in the job. I'm stuck in the relationship. I'm stuck in this place in life, and they give up. I think people feel like if they if they go to change, that something bad's going to happen. Yeah, f- fear. You know, there's. I've always heard there's two two emotions in life. There's love and there's fear. I think it's true. Fe- fear really drives you. Um, you know, they think financially, I can't handle this. So if I go do something else, then I'm just going to yeah. fall apart of the seams. Or if I leave this relationship, you know. There's a few few areas in our life mm-hmm. where we have issues, finance, romance. Um, a few areas. I think it's every area. Yeah. Right? There's no such thing as a, as a free lunch in this world when it comes to having the easy life. In fact, I'd be worried that things were, were too good too often before we got into a point where we had to start changing some things. So today's topic is about how to 
maybe gracefully make that change in your life. Um, there's going to be moments where the change is happening to you and starting over is not a choice because you're left with less or nothing. Maybe uh, when we went to Facebook Live, man, it was all over the place, or not Facebook Live. When we went to the research question on Facebook, it was all over the place. Uh, but really that theme was most people have to start over when they go through divorce. You know what I'm real curious about though is how many of those people were the ones initiating the divorce how many of those were starting over because they were being divorced? So we're going to talk more about this when we come back. Don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show. We'll be right back. Now back to The Great People Show. We're back on the show talking about starting over in your life. And when you brought this topic, I thought it was a pretty good topic. I thought I, th- I thought it was actually a strong topic. And in great people show uh, fashion, once I started digging into the topic, I realized, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on here, Frazier. When, when you start talking about starting over, most people played into the topic very well. Like it hit them. They, they knew exactly what we meant by starting over. A couple people pushed back on that on social media that says, I don't believe in starting over. That's quitting. Yeah, I disagree with that. <laughs> you do disagree with oh, that. Oh, 100%. Why? Why? I think because, you know, everybody is starting over. Some people start over every single day of their life. That was, an, that was one of the answers. Someone says, every morning I start over. Yeah. I mean, that's powerful. And what do you think when, when someone says, every morning I start over, what, what they're actually thinking and doing? to be in that frame of mind. I think the problem is, is we don't live in the moment. You know, I'm guilty of it. I'm thinking about the weekend. What, what is today? It's, you know, what is today? What is, what, what day of the week is it? Am mm-hmm. I living in this hour? Am I already planning on, Hey, where am I going to be at five o'clock? Mm-hmm. So I'm starting over in that sense, you know, and I think yeah. you, you ruin a lot of great opportunities by worrying about the future and not living in the moment. Dale Carnegie said, remember, Today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. Oh, gosh. So I think what they're saying is if we don't start over every single day, we're trapped by the past. And I, and I, want, to, I want to get this out on the show before I forget it. I'm listening to a new book. I don't know if you, if you know this. I've said this to our you're listeners. You're listening, so you're not reading it. Right. I, I, do, um, I, do 20, I do about 30 audio books a year. And I do, right now, I'm on track to do about 30 written books a year, reading, not that's writing. Pretty, that's pretty um, impressive. <laughs> My goal for next year, I think I can get to 100. Anyway, so the book that I'm listening to right now said that life is like being on a trapeze. And in order to move forward and to get on the next trapeze, you have to let go of the one that you're on. And I think most people will not let go, whether it be what happened yesterday they won't let go to the bad relationship. For whatever reason, the starting over must be letting go of something. You, you, can you start over without letting go? Mm. Can you? Yeah, you can. You, it exist? I, I think I think you can um, start over, but you've got to let go of the past and learn from it. You know, you don't want to let that to be grabbing onto you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So let's talk more about why people start over. Let's do it. Let's make a little list. Okay, let's do it. Why do people start over? Well, yeah, I think some people start over because they're not good at relationships. So bad relationships will cause people to start over. And I can understand it if you're married. Right. If you're if you're in a committed, legal, lifelong relationship, well, this analogy is going to extinguish the fact that it's lifelong because it comes to an end, right? You've banked just about everything in that person, right? House, kids, debt commitment, 
faith, everything is banked into that one person. Yes. And then they say, see you. I'm out of here wow. for whatever reason. Mm. And we heard just on the news overnight, did you see this? That a woman that, that um, uh, found her husband cheating drove to Pennsylvania and um, basically murdered his, his, her husband's mistress, and then she committed suicide. And you're going to see, you're going to so, see that too happen. A lot of people, you know, once the relationship falls apart, you're going to see their behavior change drastically. Yes. Behaviors you've like, never seen before. This woman was, was willing to take her own life because of that ending relationship. And then you'll see other people when they find that out, they'll be like, I'm out of here. Getting a divorce. See ya. So obviously you're handling it a lot different, but that is creating a serious starting over point whenever infidelity happens in, in the relationship. Um, so I can understand why we need to start over. It also ruins your credit. You know, so many things happen whenever oh, we yeah, have to start yeah. over due to a divorce. <laughs> it, but, it, it can also ruin your credibility. But how many times when you were in your youth, teenagers, 20s, or even adult, and you're dating someone, maybe wholeheartedly, but it's not like on the path to marriage, when you break up with that person, you feel like your entire life has to start over. That's a serious investment in other people in the relationships. That's intense, Frazier. And what age are we talking about here? Be any age. Yeah. Well, I mean, cer- certainly in your 20s, right? You get out of college and you're kind of ready to settle down. A lot of people are. Mm-hmm. And um, you're dating someone for six months to a year and they break up with you and you feel like you have to start over. You do. You all, Should you, you have to feel like you're starting over if you've only dated someone six months to a year? Maybe you're investing too much. I mean, I'm not advocating that we, you know, go real light on our relationships because they could break up with you. I, th- I think, you know, when it comes to relationships, I, and I'm guilty of this, is that you don't give it enough time after the other relationship is over. You, you just jump. <laughs> they started over really fast. In fact, yeah. sometimes they start over before the relationship's over. <laughs> yes, they do. So it's never over. Yeah. It yeah, reminds right. me of that song by Daughtry. Daughtry. Can you sing it's it It's not over. You can get that uh, big beep button ready, Asher. If he starts to sing again, we can just tune that out. I think that's the song by Daughtry. It's not over. They played in Lynchburg, Virginia recently, yeah, I, I and that think means you that the, band's... On the show might be over. Okay, but uh, but you <laughs> know when kidding. it comes to a career, you jump right to the next job. But when we a relationship, to. you take a breather. You're well, we have to, to, right? I mean, unless we're independently wealthy, we have to jump into the next one. So you're saying we should take a break in jobs too? Independently wealthy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> compared to being dependently wealthy, which is your parents, your sure. your ex wife, whatever you know, whatever that is. Okay, so relationships. Is they, they are a starting over point. Correct. Bad relationships. Bad relationships. I sure. guess good relationships. Or relationships, too. You could have a good relationship, but you can make it bad, you know, if you don't mm. know how to have a relationship. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I, I had a little bit of, I had a mentor <laughs> that helped me along the way with, through my mistakes. And, you know, my wife teaches me a lot. Like, she helps me to make, have a good relationship. She, you know, you've got to be a good listener. You've got to make changes. A lot of people depend on the other person to make it good. Yeah, well, if you're depending on them to make it, make it good, yeah. you know. Yeah, so it's up to you whether we have a good relationship or not. You decide, Frazier, based on what you say, how you act, the, the decisions you make, you will decide whether the relationship we're in is good or not. I think a lot of marriages are set up that way. Yeah, and I, you know, um, have you ever listened to Joe Olstein? I just want to tell everybody here, I was listening That's to good. him on XM Satellite Radio. He said, I just tuned him in. And it's, it's interesting that he's right next to the Howard Stern channel. But <laughs> I said, true. how you know, he was saying, hey, you know, um, well, you can't depend on anybody else to make you happy. Yeah, sure. And he was right, though. Yeah, you yeah, cannot, he's right. When you Not, depend on other outside sources, you're screwed. And that's right, JJ. Can you impersonate me? 
I, I, a little bit. You're very polished, and you know, being on, I can't. I do not <laughs> sound like that, dude. You are fired. That is not me. At I didn't all. even know I was hired. Okay. Uh, other reasons why people start over. Um, well, jobs. Yep. Yeah, I just had a friend here recently in, in Richmond who lost his job, okay. and, and he'd been there for a while, and. I guess the partners, it kind of edged him out. Mm. He didn't know what was going to happen, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he got a new job. I mean, he'd been there for a while. He's got a big house, family, kids. Yeah. So, so so, there's two sides of that jobs equation. There's one when it's not our decision. Someone else is pushing us out, forcing us out. Maybe we were fired because uh, we did a bad job. We weren't a good fit. Sometimes the company's downsizing. It's poor financial trouble. Um, is it easier to start over whenever it's not our decision? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. It's, it's, it can really rock your world. I think most people will not start over on their own, though. I saw this during the recession. There were a lot of people unemployed, friends that I was unemployed, or friends that I knew that were unemployed, that needed to be out of their jobs. And they never would have made that decision on their own. They never would have started over on their own. But because someone else made that decision for them, every single one of them ended up in a better position once they left and found a better job. Mm. So it goes back. I've said this on the show so many times. When faced with those kind of adversities, is it something that's happening to you or something that's happening for you? Hmm. And when it comes to this job loss, so a lot of people are taking the, I've, I've seen a lot of people taking the plunge now becoming an entrepreneur. And really what they're becoming is a solopreneur. They're just owning their own business, which is just them. A lot of people. And that's starting over. That's scary. I think it's scary. It is scary because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I know a guy that just left um, his job to go sell insurance. And he's like, Frazier, I don't know what's going to happen. And, yeah. You know, I was telling him about me being stressed out about my job, yeah. you know, and he was like, well, everybody gets stressed. It's in commission sales. And and starting over is scary for a lot of people. Uh, you, you should never try to start over unless you're in, in a career, unless you're absolutely passionate about what you're going to do. Because I got to tell you, man, 90% of your success will come from that passion. Yeah. And it's not easy. Anytime you start anything new, it's not easy. It's never, ever going to happen the way you want it to. And if you're listening to these podcasts and videos of people that are like super ultra successful. Hey, check out my my uh, big house here. And I want you to go to the bedroom where I keep my uh, my collectors, you know, my my my, my collectibles, my, my your coins. Yes, my coins. <laughs> my collection of cards. underwear, my collection of underwear. That's between that's that's nice. Um. And but you know the videos that pop that. up on YouTube. Oh yeah, nobody nobody sees what it took to get there. And once they get into that situation, they realize, oh, this is not happening the way I want to. They they bail. So then you have to start all over again, right? I know people that keep starting over and over and over and over and over because they won't get something. They won't give something enough time. Well, you th- the first thing I think about is the real estate agents in our city. It's like there's like there's probably X amount that are successful, and then you have all these people that have their license. Yeah, yeah. Jason Webb on on Facebook Live just said passion. And he sells roofs for a living. He's one of the most passionate roof sellers I've ever met in my entire life. So if you need a roof in the Southwest Virginia area, you need to find the passion of Jason Webb. So um, <clears throat> bad bad or good, just let's say relationships. Relationships is a driver mm-hmm. of starting over. Right. Jobs is a driver of starting over. Mm-hmm. What else? What, where else are we starting over or causes us to start over? Uh, health. Oh. Your health. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so, you know, you hear people, I mean, I hear all the time, like, oh, yeah, you got cancer, didn't see it coming. Oh, man. How many, how many, how many people do you know that have, that you feel you're pretty close to that have come down with cancer and, and is, are either living with it or passed from it? I know, I know one right out the gate. Okay. Yeah. And what do you My s- cousin just passed away from it. Really? Yeah, probably two months ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it sucked. 
Um, what 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 does that do? What does that do to now? Obviously, that, there's no starting over there, man. You 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 plan you plan how life is is going to be while you're while you're here. Well, you know, you either have a couple of choices when you get cancer. A lot of people get it, and they you know, it's either going to be where it's detrimental. It's mm-hmm. going to take your life, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. then there's an end um, to that, or, you know, you get it and you don't plan on getting it. So you go through this, you know, you know, people that get cancer for two or three years mm-hmm. and they're going, they're going through and then they come out of it Two, I think it was two shows ago. We had a guest caller that 10 years ago, he was diagnosed with cancer and told he had six months to live. He actually started to sell his clothes or give away his clothes to friends. That's crazy. And you know what his wife said to him? Uh, when are you going to decide to live? Mm. That's good. And 10 years later, man. That's great. He's he's living an amazing life. So sometimes you have to put yourself in that mode if you've come down with a really severe health issue is you have to start over because you don't really know. You don't really know when it's going to end, right? Yeah, you have no clue. And, uh, you know, we, we've had some things in our family as far as, um, uh, what are they called, autoimmune disorders, right? Mm-hmm. So you do have to make some serious changes in starting over in the way you eat. Yeah, and I don't know how many people start over in, in, in that particular form, right? They, yeah. they start over and then they, they, they revert back. So uh, today we're talking about starting over in life. Don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show. We'll be right back. Now back to The Great People Show. On this whole subject of starting over, we are, I think, right now focusing mainly on things that are happening to us. Breakups in relationships, divorce, uh, jobs, health. One thing that we should add to that, Liz Frazier, is when other people close to us pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually showed up several times on the social media comments that we had on this research question this week. How many people, when, when asked what really caused you to start over, people said, um, Losing a spouse, just the death of a spouse, and that's that's tough to deal with. And but what we're, what we haven't talked about yet is a lot of people make the decision to start over in their life because they're bored. They're just not excited about life. Now, do you think with some of the changes and the starting over that you've done, um, it's been because you were bored in life and you just needed some excitement? Gosh, I wasn't bored. I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> been bored. Um, you seem like the kind of guy that gets bored pretty easy. I can, you know, it's just that my, my kids keep me grounded really, you know, and then I have my job. So I think the, the one thing is that people don't put themselves out there enough. If I'm guilty of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's like making more male friends, okay. um, going out and doing extracurricular activities. Cause you get into this, um, you get into the shuffle of go to work, come home, go to work, come home. You know, exercise if you can. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You get into this groove. And then there's some people that are just busy all the time. They're always at meetings and they're out there. It just it, it depends on your lifestyle. So on this topic of, and you said this earlier <clears throat> when we started the show, whenever we get into this groove in life, right? You go to college, you get a job, you get married, you have kids. That can become routine for some people. So they start to see that as boredom. So they start to do things to create a restart in their life behind the scenes 
I oh, think, yeah. I, I mean, think that kind of boredom leads people to make some really dumb decisions. I mean, addiction's pretty big in the United addiction? States. I yep. mean, pills right now are the largest addiction in the U.S., and mm-hmm. it's, it's a major, major mm-hmm. problem. Not that that's the topic today, but I mean— that, that's, you know, there's food addiction, there's addiction yep. to work, there's other things that uh, sidetrack us from facing ourselves in our, in our real life. And so so you're saying that um, we turn to other things to create uh, a redirect in our life. Correct. So, so it's not necessarily a starting over. They just make a really poor decision that causes things. They start to feel re-energized in the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then their their world starts to fall apart, probably sure. because of that. So sure. the starting over happens as a result of of that. But so if you are living the atomic life, you know you're doing everything that society tells you you should be doing, and, and you're measured by the uh, white picket fence and and all that good stuff. And you start to feel that, and you start to get that boredom setting in. Should you start over? Should you find a way to start over? How does starting over look like when you're married? Well, it really depends on the situation. I mean, when it comes to marriage and relationships, you've got to have good communication. And thank goodness I have that, you know, with my wife because she and I can talk to each other about yeah. things. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to hear. But you, you, if you're going to be in a good relationship, you've got to be willing to be humiliated. Yep. Because that, she told me some things about me being a, a good listener recently. And I was like, at first I wanted to say, oh, no, I am a good listener. But then I was like. Well, good thing you didn't say I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> What did you say? Did you see that Facebook meme? Uh, it says something like, uh, I don't understand. Why is, did you hear, did you hear what I just said? A, a good way to start a conversation. I don't understand. <laughs> but you know, it's like, if you cannot be willing to be humiliated a little bit and be a good listener, yeah. you're going to be screwed. Yeah. You know, like I'm always right, da, da, da. And then all of a sudden, you know, the grass is greater. So, well, that's a big issue. The reason people start over on their own will whether it be indulging in things that are destructive to their situation just to start over or whether they are for, I mean, I've known some people that have just walked away from things in their life. They think the grass is greener on the other side. And we all know why it's greener on the other side. Typically it's extra fertilized. It's full of, you know what, when it's green, but that's that, I think that could be the biggest epidemic in this particular topic Mm -hmm. is that we self-sabotage things. Um, I don't know. I really don't know why when people posted on Facebook, the answer to our research question, divorce, was the biggest reason. I don't know why they got divorced, but Mm -hmm. I I have to believe that a big portion of the reason they're getting divorced, that you're getting divorced, that you got divorced, I don't know, is because we enacted something in our life to try to change something that we weren't happy with, Uh, going, finding an extramarital affair, getting involved in substance abuse, trying to uh, change things in the life that didn't need to be changed by like, let's move, let's, let's move to Florida. I want to move to Florida, but they didn't want to move to Florida. So we just grew apart. You know, you're just doing things. You're just doing things that you feel are going to bring some stimulus to the relationship because you want something new. And then it just comes crashing down on you because you're too self-focused, too self-centered. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the definition of not being able to have a relationship. And Nicole says on Facebook, laziness. Right? Yeah. Sometimes we just get lazy. Well, I mean, the the the, uh, the the example of laziness is that you come home, you kind of eat dinner, you don't really talk to your wife, mm-hmm. and you know, and then next thing you know, you you drift apart. Yeah. Or you know, you you don't see things from their point of view anymore. Yeah. Fraser, let's let's give our listeners some hope. 
okay? Because we are, we are all about helping people finding their significance in life. And I'm afraid that if our listeners start to make some really poor decisions or continue to make some poor decisions, I've made some really poor decisions in my life, that we're not going to be able to find that significance. So we've got a nice list of things here that um, we can help you to make sure that you're starting over the right way if that's, if that's what's in the plan. Uh, first I love is, it when you pull out your list, th- by the way. Thank you. Uh, don't go it alone. Get a mentor, find a coach, <clears throat> get a guide. Yeah, you know, so many people try to face situations in their life alone. I mean, I, I could just start listing people. I'm like, hey, who are you talking to? If, if, if I don't, if for me personally, if, if I'm not speaking to somebody about things going on in my life, then I'm going to have a really, really hard time. So you think that a key to success is to find someone just to talk it through? Just yeah, to absolutely. let it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people that bottle things in. Yeah, when much. you bottle that in, man, it's just, it's crazy. And friendships, in, in my opinion, friendships are designed so that you will have friends that you can talk to and you're unloading on them all the time. And their role is just to listen. And then you have some friends where they're unloading on you all the time and your role is just to listen. I, I have friends that fall into both categories and it's designed that way. Uh, if you have a friend that you're trying to always maneuver with them to see who's got the biggest problem and, and whatnot, um, if you're always the, li- the, the the listening post for that person, please remain to be the listening post for that person. Don't try to go to that person to share them your baggage. I, I, I just believe that's how, that's how friendships are designed. And I also believe in that mentor that, that we're talking about, that person needs to be older than us, man. We need to find someone that's been through the gauntlet a few times. Like, I want someone that's been through you-know-what and back that can really share some some insights and, and shed that light on me, the folks that maybe they've been through a divorce or they've been through a tragedy or whatever that can really help me bring some perspective because people people weave too, too much when they start to hit the guardrail on these things and then they end up in the other ditch. To your point earlier, if you're in a bad relationship and you leave, probably the best thing in the world is not to jump into another relationship to keep that going. <laughs> You know, let, let there be a little bit of buffer zone between sure, starting, sure. starting over. Um, and, and this was one that was on your list was don't wing it, man. Don't just play it by ear. Don't throw your sail up in life and let the air blow you around wherever you want to go. Plan and plan daily. How do you do that? Uh, well, for, for my day, I try to get up each morning and have a little bit of quiet time just to kind of um, regroup, kind of see where I am with my thought process, how, how I'm acting you know, in my relationship mm-hmm. with my wife at work, you know, work, you know, because I can be selfish, I can be fearful, you know, and how am I acting with my, my wife? How am I acting with my manager? Mm. Am I being a, being a decent employee? Am I de- being a decent husband? Am I being a good dad? Trying yeah. to have an open mind about things. Where can I change? It's hard. I, um, I want to make sure that, that we also hit this um, because we are talking about it earlier is – that starting over doesn't have to be quitting. It, it, they don't have to be the same thing. Um, and if you focus on something every single day like you're talking about, you won't find yourself in a situation where you'll, you'll even believe this has to be quitting. You'll be prepared. That's what planning does for you. You're, you're prepared for the things that can quickly redirect and, and change whether you want to change or not. Um, something else that we need to talk about is, is faith. And, and this is a big topic on this one. So why don't, we, uh, why don't we take our next break? And when we come back, we'll talk more about this faith thing. Sounds good? Thanks for thinking, George Michael. 
The Great People Show will be right back. Now back to The Great People Show. I love this topic. And Fraser, I love you. And I, I love you too. Thanks for being here. Emotionally, not physically. Uh, okay, that scares me. So we have a caller on the line, a good friend of The Great People <clears throat> Show, CEO and founder of A Ginger Kid, Nicole, on the line. <laughs> Nicole, welcome back to The Great People Show. Good morning. How are you? I'm a little raw. I just came out of my own therapy and mentoring session. Okay. Feel well, free to is... cry if you need to. <laughs> I've already been there and done that. I'm out of tissues. Is this the continuation of that? Is that why you're calling us to... to... You know, they say everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Yeah. I got in my car. Your show's on. I've committed to listening to it because I like to. Thank you. You had absolutely... The perfect ending to a lovely 54-minute therapy session. <laughs> um, I would say that, you know, what I, what I really found the most interesting about your topic was um, I'm the kind of person that always is trying to find the positive in everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks I'm the ultimate optimist, <laughs> you know, definitely, um, you know, at the same time, I am what I wanted the grass is greener to be, mm-hmm. but behind the scenes, I'm not that way at all. Right. And, and I think everyone hides that, that, that negative side that they're thinking a lot in order to, to be this optimist. And one of the things that I had a hard time with, as you know, from Facebook was the word start over. Right. And that <laughs> negative con- you know, connotation that it had. And it assumes a failure, right? But mm-hmm. I think what has been probably the most helpful thing for me is, you know, having that mentor, having someone to talk to, like you said, that constantly reminds you that starting over, doing it over, moving over, um, it's just growth. And if you if you can find someone that has lived through it, like Frazier said, older and wiser, or someone, not even your circumstance, but someone that also failed and got through it, mm. then uh, it's the best advice that you can get. You know, I kept really thinking about at 41, have I ever had to start over? Because mm. I'm still, you know, young spring chicken. There you go. And um, I don't think I have because I kept viewing it as, uh, no, I just stopped doing something else. So I kept thinking, I don't want to call it starting over. I want to say, I'm just going to stop that other behavior. I'm I like that. Stop, stop doing something. Because then at least you're recognizing that, you know, something wasn't working. Yeah. Where starting over assumes a failure that you maybe didn't learn from. You're just going to do a do-over and forget it happened. And you mentioned do-over and moving over. And I think those are two very powerful options as people that we have. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw, I know you had commented on our Facebook post. So many of those comments were about divorce. And I, yes. I believe most of these folks have probably gotten remarried. Most of the people that I know that are divorced are remarried. And I mean, a handful of them through my, my job are, are not remarried. Frazier's been remarried four times. Actually seven. And so a big element of that is. I'm still want, married to a couple of them. I want a do over, right? I want a do-over. I want to make sure I get it right this time. And and there's such a sense of accomplishment. So I like I I prefer to say do-over because it says I learned something from that. And I'm going to make sure that it doesn't happen again, at least 
to the best of my abilities. And there's some people, though, that they don't learn from the first no. marriage. So then that's when you see the You're second, guy. third, fourth. But I, then, but I pray I'm not. So I'm celebrating 15 years being married this September. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. But we've had some do-overs. You know, we, we mm. said that was interesting year. Let's let's not do that one again. <laughs> but we're not going to start over because we figured it out. And Ooh. I'm not going to move over because that means we're getting divorced. Time for you to go. Mm. It's it's you know let's not let's not repeat it. But but we had some really good things happen too. So we're going to do over those things and we're going to definitely move forward. And I think that marriage is a hard analogy because you can't control the other person. That's yeah, true. So. You know, you you can't decide whether they're a do start or move over, um, but but definitely when I look at what people posted, tragedies and illnesses and and certainly injuries and jobs, the job one really can be a, such a growing experience. So I think partly it's you have to categorize where do you fit in that particular circumstance. Is it a start, a do, or a move? And if mm. you can put it into a bucket, and that that puts you in the right mindset, right? So uh, uh, very few things for me are ever a do-over, except for possibly the seven parking tickets I got last week. But <laughs> And you, you deserve know, those. <laughs> That's right. I did deserve them, but because um, I was feeling entitled to that, that spot. So, but if you, if you, for me, I really thought about what fits in my life as a start, a do, or move. And the, the, the do-overs were so minuscule and so much nothing that mattered, things I barely remember. Um, I'm sorry, the start-overs. And then, but the, but so if you can put it in a bucket, you feel better about where things sit, but then you can recognize the mistake and move forward. I love it. If it was a mistake or the event. What a, what a great methodology but, just to literally like a thinking process. And Fraser mentioned earlier, if you wake up every morning and you go through these types of thought processes through journaling, through prayer, meditation, whatever, it really starts to put things in perspective. And um, you don't you don't have to try to tuck it away. I think most people start over because they're they're reacting too heavily to something. Yeah, and when you also too, when you take that inventory of yourself, you get that's when you take it to your mentor. Like Nicole said, you take that mm-hmm. inventory in the morning, and then you, when she goes to meet with her mentor, counselor, whoever preacher, whoever it is, or may I come to you and say, hey, man, this is what's been going on this week. And then you try to redirect it. Yeah. And I hope we can get to a point in society where it's not seen as a weakness because we talk to other people like this, whether it be through formal therapy sessions or just having a a drink with a friend. Nothing changes if nothing changes. I love it. Nicole, you rock. Thanks for being a part of our show today. Good to see you, Nicole, instead of inside of an elevator. You saw her? I saw her in an elevator down at the beach. I was like, who is this lady? So you were stalking her? (laughs) Pretty much. Anytime she goes to the beach, I stalk her, sometimes from a boat or the hotel room. That's scary. All right, Nicole. Well, 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 I appreciate the extra 22 minutes of therapy for free. (laughs) You got it. You're welcome. Call us anytime. See ya. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, ran into her in an elevator. Right, she'll be getting beach. a uh, restraint order before the day's over on you, that's for sure. I've got one on you. You know, I love this. Is it a start over, a do over, or a move over? Man, we need to put this out there. This is a really good thought starter for someone if you feel like you're at a crossroads or if that grass is looking greener on the other side, whatever it might be. I think a lot of more people are at crossroads than we think they are. I think people, to, to Nicole's point, I think some people just quit 
way too early. They do. And here's what happens, you know, when you get back to the relationships, people, you know, I, I run into people that have been married before a lot, clients, and they... <laughs> what a coincidence. And, so and, do I. Yeah, it's, and so, but they're, they're divorced, but they're not getting married again. You see this sad look on their yeah, face. They're scarred. They blame, yeah, they, and sometimes they'll blame the other person, and yeah. then they just stay single the rest Victim. of their, their lives. Victim. You see them stay single the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. That's no way to live. Yep. Come on, not man. Great. So um, I want to come back to this one about faith. We, 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 we were going to talk about faith. If you believe in God, you have to, you have to pray on whether or not you should be starting over or not. And there was a great book out there. Uh, I think it's called Am I, um, Am I Called? I can't remember the exact title of it. And God will never shut a door on you without opening another one. So when you're in that crossroads of starting over, uh, you, better, you better see another open door somewhere or you may be in the wrong position. That's my, that's my only advice on that particular topic. Um, we mentioned it earlier, journaling. I just bought a journal. It's on its way because mm-hmm. I'm going to start writing every every single day what's what's in my head. And I I I think whenever we start to put that's our, kind of scary. Well, it'll and I pro- like it. I'm going to I'm going to draw cartoons. Okay, <laughs> you're okay. you're going to be a cartoon here tomorrow. <laughs> um, and um, uh, as long as you don't start singing, we're okay. Okay, put um, a beard on me. But I think it's important to write down really what you're going through if you can't talk to or even if you already do talk to other. I people go to the note the notes section on my iPhone. Yeah. And then, you know, then I'll put in, I've got like a journal and then you can lock it here. So this is my journaling from this morning. Can I read it out loud? <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> uh, so, and then, and then if that, if it continues to bother me a little bit more, then I'll, I'll share it with somebody. Yeah. Um, so writing, writing, writing this thing out, I think is really important for you because you start to be able to visualize exactly what this starting over is going to look like in your life. And that's another part of it. If you're willing to make this leap in your life and start over, you absolutely better have a vision of what this looks like when you start over. If you are contemplating divorce right now, you should write down word for word what your life is going to look like in five years when you make this decision. Mm-hmm. What the new person, what, what the, the new, new person is going to look like, you know, how, you, how they're going to make a difference. You absolutely better put that in writing. And if after you put that in writing, you go back and read it, and that's exactly what you want then you might have an opportunity to start over here. But I don't think most people really, really look at the full scope of their decisions whenever they make this big decision in their life. Another thing people don't do either is you need to grab a mirror and look at it and say, hey, what do I need to change? Yeah. What what do I need to change about myself? Because no one is 100% innocent. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And maybe, and, and this doesn't, I think we're focusing probably too much on the divorce issue today. Yeah. This has to do with with uh, what career are you in? Yeah, because there are a lot of people that jump jobs and oh yeah. Hey, what did what did you do at your job that made you not be a great employer? Did you not communicate well? Did you not take? Yeah. You, you used to call it coaching. Can I give you some coaching? Yeah, they're going to take that somewhere else. You're, that's all you're going to do if you're leaving a job because you had a bad manager and everything was bad and all your coworkers are bad. Guess what? Wherever you go, whenever you go, it's going to be bad. Right. Yeah. A, a quick story. This is more of a like a, a parable. There was a, a guy traveling um, to a town and he came upon um, uh, an older man playing with some kids. And he said, uh, excuse me, sir, I'm, I'm looking for a new place to live. Is this a good town to settle in? And he said, tell me about the town that you came from. And he said, well, <clears throat> the people were really mean. It was hard to communicate with people. I just didn't enjoy living there. And he looked at him. He said, you'll probably find the same thing in this town as well. 
I'd suggest you keep moving. So the guy came on. Another guy came later. Was same he using situation. Waves no, he was... it wasn't. Uh, this was this was a long time ago. They oh. were on donkeys. Okay. And I didn't know if he had GPS. another guy comes up and asks the same question. And the guy asked the same question back. He said, tell me about the town you came from. He said, uh, everyone was pleasant. It was a great place to li- li- live. I really hated to leave. And he looked at him. He said, you'll, you'll, you'll find something very similar here. This is the place you're looking for. So he, he goes on his way. And the, one of the kids says, why, why did you tell those two guys two completely stories, two different stories? He said, no matter what you're looking for, you will find it. Mm, that's good. So if, if you're leaving a bad relationship, if you're leaving a bad job, or even if it's not bad, if you just feel very, very unfulfilled, there's a strong possibility you are going to find yourself in the exact same situation. My friend Todd if used to say. If you don't follow say, these same steps. My friend Todd used to say, it's not the land, it's the man. I love it. Yeah. This final one on the list. Don't rush into it and don't rush into it once you've made the decision. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes we can make is, is just thinking that we're, we're ready to roll when we're not. Uh, this has been an awesome topic. Frazier, you've got to come back into the studio, man. I'd love to. I, I don't mean, even know how I got here. Thank you so much. How do we get in touch with you? How does our audience get in touch with you? If you go to Facebook and put in hashtag the Frazier Hughes experience, there's a Z in my name. And then I'm the only Frazier Hughes on LinkDown in the whole it. world. Friend him until he hits 5,000. Find him all over the web. Uh, you've been you're, you've been a great friend, um, likewise, and a, and a great co-host. You can catch us uh, anytime on our website at greatpeopleshow.com, where all of our shows are. And if you have an idea for a topic or you just want to reach out, JJ at greatpeopleshow.com. And we love to hear from our listeners because this show is for you. This is to help you find and execute on your significance. Fraser, you are the man. No, you the man. And I want to thank you for being here. Hughes it. We got Hughes Hughes it. it. The whole show. Hughes it or lose it. Yes, Hughes or lose on Instagram. We're going to Hughes the whole show, folks. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. See ya. Oh, I want something just like this. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Some superhero, some fairy tale place, just something I can turn to, somebody I can keep.